and welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast. Well, we are action-packed this week, unlike last week. We apologise for that. That was a scheduling issue. We didn't realise Rugby Championship has a break. But we've got the Rugby Championship, we've got some international friendlies, and we have the LA7s and, of course, the NPC, which we've brought in this season. Hard's on holiday this week, so it's just me and Cam. You've got me again. Yes. I've got a pizza, I've got a pizza in the oven, a beer in my hand, and we've got some pretty good rugby to talk about, so can't go wrong in that aspect. Win, win, win. We're going to start with the Rugby Championship, as it's returned this week. And Definitely. as you're South African, originally, oh. we're, we're going to start with the Aussie-South African game. Get out of the way. Uh, well. <laughs> obviously, the box record in Australia since 2013 has been pretty dismal. And unfortunately, this weekend, uh, it continues on that track. And to be honest, I mean, there's no one further to blame than the Springboks themselves. You can't really lie. Um, But yeah, obviously, 25 points to Australia, 17 points to the box. Uh, Listen, Australia came out the gates quick. Fair play to them. They they always do, especially at home. They always hit the ground running. I have to say, like, and we saw it in the first match against England. I mean, I, I will say uh, the England-Australia uh, three tests were probably one of my favourite just because there was, you know, I was on the edge of my seat for all three games. Maybe that third game, you know, England were a bit more dominant. But Australia are a different breed at home. You have to, you, have to, uh, you know, give them some credit for that. Oh, 100%. There is one issue I want to talk about, though, and it sucks that it's one of our, our own. One of our own Nick White. Like, if you've not seen it, well, first of all, you've been living under a rock. So, Faf de Clerc, we all know Faf de Clerc being a shithouse that he is. He always tries to... Always tries to... Try his luck, shall we say. Yeah. And he went to... I don't actually know what he tried to do, but he basically just slapped Nick White in the face. Not allowed to do that. But Nick White's reaction... My God, it was like proper football. Like, oh, it was. It was, oh it, was, <laughs> it was. It was the about the seven second delay of him, you know, just falling through his knees. And I was like, come on, Nick. Like, I love him to this. He's such a nice guy. But I was like, ah, oh, Nick, man. Yeah, no. it wasn't good. To be fair, he took in a lot of good fun when he got to the airport. There was fans, South African fans, seen him. It was like, oh, mate, I thought you were in the ICU. And he was pissing himself laughing. So, I take it in good fun, but has, rugby, been... gone soft? has rugby gone soft? Um, listen, I think, I mean, if we take that incident and we look at the rest of like, I think it's a one-off incident. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't say rugby's going soft. You know, some people like say rugby's going soft with all these, uh, all these law changes to protect players and whatnot, but... You know, it's like it's like some people saying the break foot at the scrum. It's rugby going soft, but it's purely to protect the players and keep yeah. you know longevity of players. But no, I think it. You know, I think it was a bit of a one-off incident. I think it was just Nick White trying to trying to eke a penalty, and I mean it worked. And eked a yellow card, but um, <laughs> it definitely worked. Yeah. It worked well. So fair play, he got it down to the tee. I mean, but, I'm going to uh, even I'm going to even up the claim a bit more just for this one, Cam. I did mention that Faf's a massive shit house. Nick White's a very underrated shithouse. He's even oh, admitted that on the interview that he barks at players and... Yeah. It is from half speciality, isn't it? And some of them do it better than others. And I think Nick White is slowly coming out of the shadows and revealing his shithousery. 
Um, and listen, you know, you know, you might find it annoying, but I think we all look back at that moment and we laugh at it. It's a bit of a funny moment, you know. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's it's not too much. It's just it's just something to laugh at, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even when Faf got the yellow card, Faf laughed and went, "What about the reaction?" And the rest like, "No, you initiated, you initiated it." You know what, Faf? Uh, you know, people say, and I think Faf said himself. You know, he was going for the slap down the ball. Still not allowed to do that. He ended up slapping Nick White in the chin. Still not allowed to do that. So you know, definitely would have penalty anyway. Uh, the yellow card. I mean, I must say, when I was watching the game, I was going off my head when Faf got yellow carded. But you know, fair enough. Is what it is. My uh, my phone blew up with the because you didn't actually the the clips that people have edited and put online online. You never actually seen Faf's hand. You could just see that quite going, oh, oh. I'm like, what happened there? So I had to go back and watch the game, and I seen it. I was like, you're both stupid for that. But Nick, we still love you. Just don't dive. Comes down to Faf de Klerk not being a fan of the moustache. I think that's what it boils down to. I mean, if you can get Faf's hair with Nick's moustache. I mean, you've got the ultimate scrum half there. Exactly. Um, we're going to move on, and it's... Another another bad result for the boys in black. Oh my god. Vamos Los Pumas is well and truly running. Because you it's yeah. so refreshing to see. It's so nice. And Checker is doing a brilliant job and his coaching staff as well. Yeah. Argentina have come out of the gates. Obviously, they're win uh, they're winning series over uh, Scotland and now they've right. defeated Australia by a massive margin and they've beaten the all blacks. Uh, they well, they joined Ireland in the prestige community of beating the All Blacks in New Zealand. Yes, it's weird just how quick it's just crumbled away. I mean, we said a few weeks ago, is Fozzie the right man? Then New Zealand rugby came out. Well, they backed them. We're backed them till the World Cup, and then lost Pumas. Befelli comes into chart. Befelli, 20 points off the oh, book. King Boff, man. King Boff. King Boff. And I can't believe this happened against the All Blacks. <laughs> A try straight from kickoff. I know. It was amazing. Juan Martin Gonzalez Samso just it completely missed Scott Barrett. Even when he got lifted for it, the ball was going near him. And Yes. I'm still, I'm still not sure. sure. Looking back at the highlights, not what the way the ball bounced and where he was positioned, I'm still not sure how he bloody ended up getting that ball because it was it was almost like you know, but no, and the pace on him as well for for a back row, you know, the pace on him was amazing. So fair play to him. What a try! I'd probably say try the game in my opinion, but result. Oh no, I wasn't on the try. New Zealand did get a few tries, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the the man of the hour was Emiliano Buffelli. Ellis Gens even put out a picture of Julian Montoya saying best player in the world. And it just tells you how good this Argentinian side is. And, yeah, it's frightening. You can also say, you know, the, the valiant Pumas captain himself put in a shift. And I mean, he has been. He has been one of the outstanding players in the world yes. uh, in, a, in a sort of lacklustre Puma setup for the last couple of years, I'd say. And it's... Yeah. it's so nice seeing the Pumas perform now and him still being one of the standout players because he is. He's just for his for his club team and his country, he is an absolute unit. Yes, 100%. Could not agree more. It was a special occasion as well, obviously, for the team. 
but for one man individual, and he does terrify me, it's Marcus Kremer. He is 24 years old and he got his 50th cap. Marcus Kremer, he's possibly the scariest looking man in world rugby. I feel like he's probably the friendliest as well. That's what makes it brilliant. He looks like the sort of guy who you'd be terrified to talk to, but once you do, you'd happily go for a pint with him. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's just how rugby works. So you see them and you're like, oh. And then they come and give you a cuddle and speak to you. And, oh, yeah, cool. I'll drink with you any day. <laughs> so, no, well done, Argentina. Top of the table, halfway Still, through the rugby championship. They're going to win are, it. Are we going to see Los Pumas claim the rugby championship? I'd yeah. love to see it. I'd, I'd love, love to see it. it. Obviously, you know, I'll always root for my box. But if Argentina win it, I, I'm not going to be unhappy. No, no one. Who's going to be unhappy at Argentina winning the rugby championship? But if they do, that just means Italy, they kind of have to win the Six Nations then. So Strange things have happened. Never say, Honestly, exactly. you can never say never. Strange things have happened. Yeah, maybe. Like Ali beat South Africa a few years ago. Nobody predicted that. Exactly. Well, never say never. We are going to go across to the quicker version of the beloved sport that we all love. <laughs> Australia, kings and queens of sevens. The yeah, first time ever they have won the World Series. And well-deserved, kind of came out of left field going into the last round in LA. There was Argentina, Fiji, South Africa and obviously Australia were in the running, but yep. they all had a mathematical chance of winning. South Africa, Watsboka had the easiest mathematical equation. All you had to do was get to the final. Was do well. <laughs> was do well. They got they got put out of the groups and got thumped by the hosts. Yep. <laughs> you couldn't write that. It's like the most it's just the best thing about sport. Like, right, all you need to do is do well. Okay, they don't do well. But no, yeah, Australia, what was it? Uh, 21-7 final against Samoa. Um, yeah, fair play to them. And like you said, kings and, queen, uh, kings and queens of the seven series, you know, uh, both the men's team and the women's team are performing absolutely brilliantly at the moment. So yeah, Australia will be happy with their sevens performances. Yeah, so they confirmed the World Series win with a third place win over Samoa. And it wasn't all doom and gloom for the All Blacks because the All Blacks 7s did win the LA 7s. So there you they go, did. maybe pick some notes from got, the boys in black. Got a bit of revenge over Fiji um, from that Commonwealth Games loss. So there we are. I mean, it's very hard to choose an outright winner for next month's 7s World Cup. There's It's too close to call. There's too many teams now. And running. Yeah, and I think this goes back to, I think, just rugby in general at the moment is in such a good place where there's so many teams in both 15s and 7s which are competitive. And it's just so great to see, man. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. Was not all great success for... I've just said a Borat quote there. I've just noticed that. Shut up. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't all high praise for Australia this week, though, because the Wallaroos narrowly defeated by the Black Ferns, and what a game. It was so much better this week than last week where the Black Ferns put 50 on them, very convincingly. Nice tight, 24-14 win for the Black Ferns. Ruby Tui, player of the match, and if you've not seen her post-match interview, it is just the best, most genuine thing ever. She just loves what she does, 
And she even started winding up the commentator or the pundit, sorry, because his name was Justin. And he was, she was like, oh, I prefer Justin Marshall. And he <laughs> went, yeah, I've won a few more Bledisloes than Justin Marshall, though. I was like, oh! Good so, band. Good band. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. But, um, yeah, I was at a game this week, finally. First, first time this season. World Cup warm-up. Scotland versus the USA. We had a clash of the guests. We had Rona Lloyd from Scotland and we had Captain America herself, Kate Zachary, for the Eagles. And it was Kate Zachary's team that got the win. 21-17 at the Downhill in Edinburgh. Unreal. It was a great game. It genuinely was. Even though Scotland got beat. The fact that now the girls are getting paid and it is their full time, you can tell that they have had the time to recover and all that. That's exactly the point. And I think, you know, we keep hammering on about it that, you know, if we want women's rugby to excel and do well, you have to be you have to be treating the teams and the players just the same as you're treating the men's teams in the same respect and the same, you know, putting them up on that same pedestal. Because, I mean, we've seen with uh, now, obviously, like you said, Scotland being, you know, professional sal- uh, professional contracts and salaries. And we've seen how it affects teams like the Black Ferns and England. You know, you get brilliant quality rugby, you know, just up there at the same level as the men's game. Oh, 100%. Like, it was so... It was almost the perfect test match. It was very back and forth. You couldn't tell who was going to win it. For every shot, the Eagles threw at Scotland. Scotland had a response and vice versa. And, I mean, one try in it. Oh, you didn't even need the kit. That's all you want. And I'm going to give extra praise. I fell out with Kate Zachary. I'm just joking. We do love Kate because she is a friend of the show. But she did score the one and try. So she did get a telling off. But she gave us a big cuddle, me and uh, the other half. But I will give exceptional praise to... She's not a friend of the show yet because we're still waiting on approval. But James Conkle of Scotland... She's just returned from a serious shoulder injury, so she came off the bench for this game. She was signing T-shirts, signing balls, taking pictures and all that after the game. Again, I got a cuddle and a picture and all that, and we're trying to have a conversation. And one of the... I want to see, like, the team managers yeah. of Scotland just were up to her and went, Jade, taxi, two minutes. I was like, taxi? You, you just came on the team, but you've all, you're all one team. If you don't know... Jade Conkle is not just a rugby player. She is also a full-time firefighter down in London. She literally played a full eight... Well, she came back from injury, played about half an hour in an international test, got in a taxi to Edinburgh Airport, right down to Heathrow to work first thing Sunday morning as a firefighter. Unreal effort. Just brilliant. Unreal. High praise. But we did also have a couple of other interesting women's internationals. We had Japan but 29-10. Ooh! No, that's one I was You know, fair play to the girls at Japan. You know, Ireland, they're a good side. They're a good uh, good outfit. Um, but yeah, yeah, 29-10, a brilliant result for Japan. And then a bit of a thumping for the Welsh girls. 31-3, uh, defeated by Canada. Um, so Canada are a proper super team. Nobody talks about them. Um, but yeah, like like we said, you know, if, if you don't watch the women's, uh, if you don't follow the women's rugby, you don't keep up to date with it. It's definitely worth a watch because I mean, like we said, it's it's up there with any other uh, level of rugby. 
and don't take it for oh it's women's rugby. It's all different, and that's what makes it better. It's rugby. It's it's fit, uh, fit strong athletes running into each other for eighty minutes. It's just good fun, no matter what. Hell yeah, absolutely hundred percent agree. We're going to move to the beloved NPC of New Zealand. I think it's slowly becoming uh, everyone's uh, secret little favourite tournament. It's definitely, uh, I'm definitely keeping my eye on it more closely than I ever have because it's actually, to be fair, it's, it's such a brilliant, uh, brilliant competition. It is, 100%. But, and again, this leads back into the actual All Blacks problems. Damien McKenzie sitting in Waikato, tearing yeah. it up. Uh, and I think Harv messages to me uh, through the week and he messaged me and he was like, why is why is Mackenzie not being called up for the All Blacks? Why why is he why is he sitting in the MPC man? You know? Uh, crazy. And then Brody Retalic played for Hawks Bay yep. for the first time in eleven years. There's there's a report I read. Now it just makes no sense to me. So it came out that is it Jack Goodshoe or Josh Goodshoe? Josh, the played for All Blacks. Uh he had the mullet. You? Mullet? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Josh. Josh Goodhue was out for the season because he required surgery on his knee. Yeah, he was playing for Northland and the NBC this weekend. The thing is, you've got so many, you've got so many All Blacks. Like you said, we've got um, uh, Ritalik. Uh, we've got Perinara playing in the NPC as well. You know, you've got so many talented players in the NPC, and the All Blacks are sitting there losing to Argentina. But... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, makes no sense. Um, but no, pretty good fixtures this week. Once again, we've had a week of some close fixtures and then some games that were absolutely run away with. Uh, yeah. I think two biggest results, Canterbury 52, uh, Tasman 20. Uh, but then again, you know, Canterbury, you know, they are probably up there uh, with the favourite teams in the NPC. Yeah. But then worse, uh, Waikato 53-6 Manawatu. Uh, Manawatu haven't had the best run of it in this NPC season so far, you know, but they have taken a few thumpings. I want to talk about a special moment that happened in the Wellington Taranaki game, and it had nothing to do with the actual result. About five minutes left, the Taranaki scrum half just simply went to take it from the rock, and the referee got in the way and like full. Bullet pass right to the face. Oh, it looked up. It looked yep. painful. Even the commentator was like, "Oh, no, you know, he went down. He went down on his knees." And I thought, "Christ, you know, are we going to see the first ever ref go off on a stretcher?" <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's <laughs> just one of them funny rugby moments. You know, we saw it in the uh, Commonwealth Games with um, Scott Curry getting taken out by by the ref as well. You know, sometimes. The refs do get their positioning wrong. You know, they're only human as well. But, yeah, it was uh, just one of those funny moments. But I hope he is OK. You know, he looked OK. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And fair point to the Taranaki. I want to say the second row, maybe the prop, just patted the ref on the head like, it's all right. Yeah. We've, all, we've all been there. This is rugby. The players respect the refs in the sport. Yeah. Um, I am glad that you mentioned Scott Curry because you're just feeding more interviews. There we go. He was our latest guest. Top class, love it. Kind of made a joke that he was a science teacher before all this. And <laughs> it's mad to think. And it's even weirder that he was like, I grew up on a really small 
town in the North Island of New Zealand with Sam Kane, the current <laughs> All Blacks captain. Okay. So even if you are the smallest town or one of the smallest towns, you produce high-end players. Yeah, but can I just say, if, if Scott Curry was my science teacher, I would be, I'd, I'd be the biggest teacher's pet ever. My yeah. God. What a guy. Generally a sound guy. Very hardworking and very determined. I call him the medal collector because he's got a bronze, silver, gold Commonwealth medal. He's got a silver Olympic medal. He's got a World Sevens, World Rugby World Cup Sevens title. That would actually, that would be interesting to have a look at. Which, which sev individual Sevens player has the most medals to their name? He's got to be up there. Oh, it's got to be like DJ Forbes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say like DJ Forbes or Jerry Tui or something. You know, ones that are like legends and have done it for a while as well. Because remember, I think it, maybe not now, but up, we'll say from when the seven series started in 2000 to about 2015, I think out of those 15 World Series, the All Black Sevens won 12 of them. Well, so, yeah. So. Something stupid like this. I can't remember the exact number, but it is something insanely stupid like that. So I would say DJ Forbes probably has the most. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do some uh, for next week. I'll do some research and uh, I'll put up a little tier list of uh, sevens medal winners. Uh, but no, like you know, Scott Collector, um, you know, amazing player, uh, brilliant work rate, and like you said, such a nice guy. Did not realise he was actually um, playing in, played in Japan. But then most players did. Yeah. I mean, half the bloody Springboks play in Japan now. I don't get how that works. Because their season is totally different to the international season. And then... I have to say, like, especially, like, let's, for example, let's say Faftaclerk going from sale to... Who did he... Cannon Eagles? Did he join the Eagles? It was the Eagles, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. I think it was the Eagles. I don't know. I don't follow League One. But, yeah, I wish they would go back home. Please, just, like, if uh, why can't I see Faf de Klerk playing for the Lions again? Well, I am glad, I'm glad that you've mentioned about South African players going back to South Africa and why it's important. Because it's a little spoiler for what's coming out this week. I sat down with the legend World Cup winner Lions Tour winner, Super Rugby champion, one of the best players to ever wear the famous green and gold jersey, Victor Matfield. And he says it's, it's important. Literally my childhood hero. And if it's coming from Victor Matfield's mouth, then you got to listen, don't you? Like, if he's saying these players should come home, then, I mean, they should be forced to come home. I'm just, that's, that's my opinion. I mean, he might have a bit messy. He was telling me about what he does for fun in his <laughs> free time. And I think I messaged it to you in the chat during the week, and I'm just like, okay, of course you do, because why wouldn't you? Why <laughs> wouldn't he, exactly? It's and, if, and if you really, really want to, if you're still not convinced on watching it, even though I don't know why not, there is a juicy backies both a story in there for you as well. So That's there you go. I mean, you should you should go watch it anyway. It's Victor Martfield, you know. It's, it's yeah. an interesting Matfield, but you get some you get some juicy little scoops. So there we are. You should watch all our interviews because the, the players that we're getting. I mean, I told you that during the week. I'm not telling it 
right now, but we've got another big name coming. And yeah, the big names really are just flying in this no, season. It's just it's it's a nice it's a nice look at the the players off the pitch and just them you know just having a chat with the players. You know we're not yeah. you know Murray's not interviewing them like like in deep interviews. It's just a casual interview and you just get to watch watch them have a chat with the players and it's just it's just nice nice little stories you hear like you said with the with the Bucky's Butter story. I wouldn't say that's a nice story about Bucky's so. It's well, a, it's the most Bucky's Butter story ever. But um, no, I don't. I wouldn't say it's a proper hard interview. There are some questions that catch players off guard and all that, and that's just funny though. But yeah, no, it's it's more of a friendly chat than interviews. But you have to say interviews to the players and the clubs to get them in, because if you go, can we chat to players? No. Yeah. No, but anyway, back to the MPC quick. If we're looking at, I just want to have a look at the standing so far. The conferences, obviously, you have got the two conferences. Um, yep. After is it now four rounds being played? So yes. one. We've got Auckland at the top, okay. followed by Canterbury, um, and then uh, Northland in third. And then in the other conference, we got Hawke's Bay, uh, Waikato and Otago uh, in first, second and third. So after four rounds of the competition, those are the standings of the two different conferences. And I mean, like, like I said, you know, if, you, if you're not following the NPC, it's just a good watch. If you're just not watching rugby, you're messing out big time. <laughs> Exactly, you know, it's you know, we've got the rugby championship going on at the moment. You've got so much rugby going on. Watch it. <laughs> Simple as I mean, it's just gonna get wilder because the NBC's pretty much still fresh, it's not long started. The rugby championships just about finished, and then you've got the URC and the Prem starting. So And we've got two World Cups coming up. <sighs> We're gonna cover so much. <laughs> I don't I don't think this season is ever gonna end. This is gonna be a five year season. <laughs> we have we have two World Cups in the space of two months. Yep. But we have two shows. Wait, the girls will help cover that as well. So there you go. You know, we've, we've got them to back us up. Thank God. Also, I don't think we would get through everything. Actually, no, we would. But do you know? Do you know what Gemma asked me the other day? But Gem, if if I could if I could pay for them to go through the World Cup in New Zealand, do it, Maurice. <laughs> As do if it. I have money for it. There's no funds. This is all voluntarily the now. No, but I mean, if we're talking about going to World Cups, next year's World Cup to France 2023, I think we've had to talk about this. I know I, while well, I'm planning to go, I think my cousin wants to take his his little boys because he's desperate to get the his lads into rugby. But I, I'm wanting to go through a few uh, to a few of the pool games. Um, I mean, we're so in the same pool. Yeah. Well, exactly. I have a bit of a uh, rugby connection podcast rivalry <laughs> when Scotland play the box in uh, in the World Cup. Oh, 100%. All friendship goes out the window. Maybe not for Six Nations because you're not. No, I like to Six Nations. So. I'm full blooded Italian when it comes to the Six Nations. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, one more thing I forgot to mention. I was a busy weekend. I mentioned that I was at the Scotland USA game. Loved every minute of it, apart from oh, the result. Okay. You you had some you had some uh, nice photos with the players. I did. Edinburgh Rugby had their open session. I thought it was going to be a cat reveal. I said that to Harv last week, but they decided to release the kit two days early. So thanks. But uh, no, it was all good. Um, players just saying hello, signing jerseys. 
24 years old and I'll still get my jersey signed and get pictures. I don't care. Everyone does it. It's normal. But what's not normal is Pierre Schumann saying, hey, Murray, before I even spoke. You've made it. I've made it. You've made it. <laughs> no, the, the Edinburgh boys are genuinely top walks. Um, obviously, two of our previous guests, Jamie Hodgson, Connor Boyle's there. It feels, I'm not just saying this because I support Edinburgh, it feels like a community team. It feels like a community club. They care about the fans. They care about the families. I sat and spoke to Grant Gilchrist. Nothing about rugby. Just about dads, being dads. It's it's the little things, that's, it, and it doesn't sink in until you're away from it. So, but it, we're back. Oh, well, I'm back at the Dam Health on Friday evening because it's a preseason. It's Edinburgh versus London Scottish. Yeah, be a very good game. Yeah. So, who was it? Who was it that played London London Scottish this last week? Quinns. Quinns. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one thing I hate about a preseason match, and I get why they do it because it's a preseason match. I don't like the fact it's a full team rotate at halftime. I hate it. But it just gives you a chance to see everyone on the pitch before the season, I suppose. It does, and I'm I'm extremely excited to see. I will keep calling them it, and I will tell them it when I finally meet them. Rugby Connections best kept secret. Wes Houston will probably make his debut for Edinburgh this week. Now, we the reason, if you don't know, if you're new to listening to us, the reason he is our best kept secret was way back in February when I sat down with Jackson Guard Bashup of the Hurricanes. Once we'd done recording, we were just talking, blethering away from it all. And he and I said, I'm an Edinburgh fan. And he was like, Oh, you'd have just said Wes Houston, haven't you? Now, this was not public. So I didn't know about this. So I got asked, like, don't say anything until it goes public. It didn't go public till the end of May. So we had to keep that quiet for a we solid three and a half months. But worth it. And I can't wait to tell Wes that story as well. There we go. Um, but yeah, you know, great week of uh, great week of rugby. Yes. And oh, there's so much more next week. Well, maybe not so much next week. Rugby Championship, of course. NPC. NPC. Love it. It's now, it's now like a little cult of ours for the NPC. Yep. We uh, will be mainstream. The pre- oh, no, the Prem doesn't start till the following week. When it, uh, just out of interest, some of that, when, when does the Sevens World Cup start? Oh, God, now you're asking. Why do you ask all the hard questions? <laughs> so, when does the World Cup start? Rugby Sevens World Cup. Oh, God. It's, it's the 9th of September till the 11th of September. It's an, so the week the Premiership returns, we've got a World Cup to cover as well. Brilliant. Oh, brace yourselves for that. It's going to be up. a long time. But, yeah, coming out this week, the legendary Victor Matfield just released the icon that is Scott Curry. Give them a watch. Give them a listen. Like, share, comment, interact. We love it. Because we are for the fans, by the fans, but it's it's we're not getting much <laughs> feedback now. Yeah, and I mean, 
know, it's it's yeah, it's top tier content. We're talking to you know the best of the best here, you know. So give it a watch. We are. I mean, I can give you a little hint. Don't go too big because like Harv did for his first guest. But the big name in question for a few weeks' time did win a World Cup with New Zealand. That's what I'm saying. There's three, there's three, there's three squads you could pick out of that. I'm not going to tell you if you're wrong or right. <laughs> but, but yeah, this has been another this feels more proper action packed than it was because me and Harv were struggling last week. Well, yeah, last week. Obviously, I wasn't I wasn't able to be there for last week, but it doesn't really sound like you needed me because, uh, yeah, like, obviously, no rugby championship. There wasn't too much to talk about. No dramas either. We've had a few dramas lately in the rugby world, but none really last week. We covered the Worcester scenario. Yeah, the Worcester issue. Um, Actually, just mentioning that, just quickly before we sign off, as, as rumoured by a French newspaper... Racing 92 wants to hand van der Merva. Oh my. How do you feel about that? Hmm? You want him back at Edinburgh, don't you? I want, obviously, I want him back at Edinburgh. I, I put out a video this week. I want Duhan, Rory Sutherland, and guest of the show, Murray McCall, to come yeah. home. They're all Edinburgh boys, so come back. But if it benefits the player, and then benefits the national team, I'm for it. Exactly. It makes sense. Rassen, it's going to be hard to compete Rassen. with Rassen. Rassen would make some big signings lately. They got Warwick Gallant. They got uh, a while back now, Trevor Niakane. Now they've went in Duan van der Merwe. Uh, they're building up. Yeah, and they've got Cameron Wokey. They got him from Bordeaux. I don't know. If they don't win the Champions Cup this year, something is seriously wrong. But then again, we've seen like uh, Toulon with big names signing big names, and sometimes they don't perform the best. So we'll see. Maybe, we've... Okay. Who knows? Plenty of time to discuss that. We've got so much going on this year. So buckle up. You may as well strap it now because it's going to be a long season. But it's going to be fun for the most part. And yeah, I can't really think of anything else to say. I'm just going to start rambling now. But. Brilliant episode, as always. Thank you for returning this week, Cam. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, always welcome. And, yeah, this has been Rugby Connection. Like, share, comment, hit the subscribe button. Get that little notification bell ticked because you want first dibs at this stuff. Like Cam said earlier, talk to your content. Talk to you. Right. This has been the Rugby Connection. We'll see you next time.